Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. This week, in celebration of the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment, which granted women the right to vote, we are sharing the stories of women who broke barriers in politics. In today's episode, we look back on the life and legacy of Geraldine Ferraro. A historic week at the Democratic National Convention as Kamala Harris made history as the first Black and South Asian woman to accept a major party's vice presidential nomination. That I am here tonight is a testament to the dedication of generations before me. Women and men who believed so fiercely in the promise of equality, liberty, and justice for all. But before she made history running with Joe Biden, even before Sarah Palin in 2008, there was Geraldine Ferraro, the first woman to run on a major presidential ticket. Ferraro was born in 1935 in Newburgh, New York, the youngest daughter of Italian immigrants. After her father died, her mother moved the family to the Bronx. She was whip-smart, skipping the 6th, 7th, and 8th grades and graduating early from high school in 1952. By 1960, she had earned her law degree from Fordham University. Ferraro ran and was elected to represent Queens in Congress in 1978. She was a champion of women's issues on Capitol Hill. She sponsored the Economic Equity Act in 1981 and was a staunch supporter of abortion rights, a position that challenged the tenets of her strict Catholic upbringing. Ferraro had been in Congress for just six years when Democratic presidential nominee Walter Mondale made history by asking her to join his ticket. The 1984 campaign was a long shot for Democrats against popular incumbent Ronald Reagan, but that didn't stop Ferraro from standing toe-to-toe with then-Vice President George H.W. Bush. Let me help you with the difference, Ms. Ferraro, between Iran and the embassy in Lebanon. Iran, we were held by a foreign government. In, in, In Lebanon, you had a wanton terrorist action where the government opposed it. Let me just say, first of all, that I almost resent Vice President Bush, your patronizing attitude that you have to teach me about foreign policy. And while the Mondale-Ferraro ticket was defeated in one of the biggest landslides in history, that didn't lessen her impact as a political first. Every time a woman runs for elective office, it's like throwing a stone in a lake. The ripples spread far beyond the point of immediate impact. In the lake of U.S. politics, the presidency is no mere stone. It is a boulder. Ferraro had broken a glass ceiling. 64 years after women were given the right to vote, they were now being considered for one of the highest offices in the land. By choosing a woman, 
woman to run for our nation's second highest office, you send a powerful signal to all Americans. If we can do this, we can do anything. After losing the 1984 election, she left politics but returned to run unsuccessfully for the Senate in New York in 1992 and 1998. Ferraro was diagnosed with blood cancer and became a fierce activist for the research and treatment of her disease. I've chosen not to be public about my health until now. That's one of the benefits of losing an election. You can keep your private life private. But I am here because I wanted to make sure that the public got to know about multiple myeloma, and I wanted to point out to you just how important research dollars are to dealing with this disease. Geraldine Ferraro died after a 12-year battle in 2011. As we see a woman again take her place on the presidential ticket this year, let's not forget who paved the way. (laughs) 